Welcome to MTZ Overflow Podcast. In this sermon episode, Reverend Dr. Marcus Allen is preaching from the title, More Than Enough, in the sermon series, Lifting Our Community. We're glad you're here. We give God praise for his goodness and his mercy toward us. God, we pray now, do it again. Amen. Amen. Well, I hope you got your shout out. Amen. We're continuing this sermon series on lifting our community. And many of you know that this building project is projected to cost us $10 million. Amen. And this is a heavy lift that is going to require the participation and the support of the entire church. Based upon our normal giving and tithes and offering in the year of 2020, it was suggested to us that our church has the capability to raise $1.8 million in three years. This projection, with the cash that we have on hand currently, will give us around $2.5 million that we will have internally that we could raise without asking anyone else for anything. And a few weeks ago, during Commitment Sunday, we had 55 households commit to give $358,000. Amen. To God be the glory. To God be the glory for that. And with the cash on hand and the pledges in the next three years, we, will, we now have or will have over a million dollars. Amen. Give God a hand clap of praise for us. This is a great accomplishment, and it is uh, should to be praised. And I want to thank you to all say thank you to all those who have made that commitment uh, to us. However, um, this initial number is below what was projected. It was in October 2021 where we did or conducted a feasibility study that confirmed that the members of the church of the preliminary plans for our Family Life Center were ready to support the project both with their presence and financially. And during this feasibility study, 80% of the congregation said yes to the building of the Family Life Center. 16.7% were uncertain and 2.6% declared no. We have a total of 394 households within our church. However, only 55 have committed to give towards the Family Life Center. Now, I'm unsure why this has happened. There's multiple reasons that make it take place. I can only give you the numbers as of today. But as stated before, the project will require everyone to give something. I'm going to say that again. It will require everyone to give something. Today, I want to revisit a sermon I preached a few years ago. So if you have any of your notes, Pastor preached this back then. I'm letting you know right now. Amen. 
I want to revisit this sermon with hopes that it will speak to us as we continue this capital campaign for the building of this Family Life Center. It's found in Exodus chapter 36, and we'll start around verse number two. That's Exodus 36, verse number two. And if you're able to stand, please stand in reverence to reading of God's holy word. Exodus 36, verse number two. Amen. I'm just glad to be in the house of the Lord one more time. Amen. Amen. Let's, let's have a conversation today. Then Moses called Behaziel and Aholab, Holab and every gifted artisan in whose heart the Lord had put wisdom, everyone whose heart was stirred to come and do the work. And they received from Moses all the offering which the children of Israel had brought to the work of the service of making the sanctuary. So they continued bringing to him free will offerings. Someone say free will offerings. Every morning. Somebody say every morning. morning. Then all the craftsmen who were doing all the work of the sanctuary came, each from the work he was doing, and they spoke to Moses, saying, the people bring much more than enough. The people bring much more than enough. For the service of the works which the Lord commanded us to do. So Moses gave a commandment and they caused it to be proclaimed throughout the camp saying, let neither man nor woman do any more work for the offering of the sanctuary. And the people were restrained from bringing for the material they had was sufficient for all the work to be done. Indeed, too much. I want to preach from the topic today, more than enough. You may be seated, more than enough. In the text, we witness a unified group of people doing the will of God together. The church in the Greek is the ekklesia. It means to bring people out from the world and called of God in order to form this body of believers called the church. It's a group of people who who God has selected to be his visible institution here on earth. Church is unique. We all do not have the same Christian journey, nor did we all take the same route to salvation. Some of us were drugged to church. Perhaps your parents kept you in church for every event. Every time the doors of the church were open, you were in church. And for many of us, church came before everything. Let me say that one more time. For many of us back then, church came before everything. Some of us were drugged to church, and then some of us have or share the same testimony as me. When you left your mama house, 
your dead house. Uh, you went off to a far country. School, work, military. And while you were away, you enjoyed some unrighteous living. Uh, do we have any honest people in the house? But then we came to ourselves. We decided that we need to get back to the church house. The Bible says train up a child in the way that should go and when they become adults they will not stray away from it. When you are trained up in the Christian church and the Christian tradition you may uh, Go off on your own way, but thank God you have a strip map that shows you how to get back to God. However, the problem we face today, our children do not have a strip map. They do not know the way back to God because they were never taught how to get to God in the first place. So and so, since you were made to go to church and you were drugged to church, you promise I won't do that to my children. This sermon ain't even about this, but thank you, Holy Ghost. I, I won't drag my children to church. And now you're wondering why they're not in church. Amen. Amen. Then some of us, we never knew God as a child. We never knew him growing up. Somehow, some sermon, some song, some evangelist talked to you, told you about Jesus Christ, and it drew you in to become a part of the body of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And it does not matter how any of us arrive to this room or in this virtual space watching us, Facebook or YouTube, how we, uh, how we became a part of this church. It does not matter, but we all are part of this ecclesia called out ones from the world, and we are here because God has divinely assigned us all to this place of worship for such a time as this. And more than anything, God has called us to work together. We all were made in the likeness of God, and we believe, hopefully you believe, in the doctrine of the Trinity. You believe that God is a triune God, God the Father who created the heavens and the earth. God the Son who saved us from all of our sin, and God the Holy Spirit that seals us unto the day of redemption. We believe in the triune God, and so if we believe in the triune God, we see God working together. Y'all not feeling me in this place. You see God working together. God created the the world and everything in it. Each day he declared that it was good until he noticed Adam was working alone and he proclaimed it's not good for man to be alone. Therefore he created woman to be with the man and God he created us to be relational beings. He created us to live in community. He does not want us to live in isolation but he wants us to live together. Moses couldn't talk, but he had Aaron. Mordecai was on death row, but he had Esther. David was on the run from Saul, but he had Jonathan. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, or a bad Negro, was threatened to bow to a statue, but they had each other. These biblical characters, they prove to us all teamwork makes the dream work. And this is the basis of this entire sermon together today 
let's work together. It's in this narrative that God has given Moses precise instruction on how to build the sanctuary. God wanted a place for on earth where he could dwell amongst his people. And he tells Moses, build the sanctuary, but he does not provide him with the necessary items to build. But he tells Moses, raise contributions from everyone, watch this, who is willing. Man. God is the creator of all things, and God could have made the supplies just mysteriously appear for the sanctuary. Like he did for the woman who obeyed the prophet and she gave him her last. And every time she went back to the oil bearer, the oil bearer was not dry. And every time she went back to the flower bearer, the flower bearer was not empty. It's because she was willing to work together with the prophet and trust the promises of God. God was able to provide. God has the power to, to just place the necessary means of the sanctuary at the feet of Moses, but God desired for the people to be a part of what he was doing here on earth. And asking for the people's offering, God was saying, what I need, you already have, but the people must be willing to give. Notice, notice, God does not force them to give, but in Exodus 25 and 2, he says, if you have a willing heart, then give. Giving starts with the heart. Many give because they have a reason to give. Cancer survivors give to cancer research because they have a reason to give. Those who, want, who once lived in shelters, when they get on their feet, they're able to give back to those organizations that help them to, to pro provide for themselves. But since I've experienced God's grace, my heart is always moved to give to the Lord. And I may not have much, but what I have, it belongs to God. And since he gave to me, I'm always willing to give back to him. So the question today how do we get to this place called more than enough? I hope you all stay awake for this sermon. How do we get to a place called more than enough? Number one, we must all be willing to do the work. We must all be willing to do the work. Everyone uh, who is able is not always willing. Amen. I may be able to give you $100 but I may not be willing. I wish I had a witness here. But I thank God we serve an able, willing God. That not only is he's able to do exceedingly and abundantly and above all we can think or imagine, but he's also willing to do it. God had given the, these people skills to work with their hands without any college training without any apprenticeships, with no carpentry classes, no home decoration decoration courses, courses, no HGTV, no DIY, no YouTube. God divinely gifted these individuals with these abilities that no man could teach them. And some of us have skills that are God-given. 
the comfort in your smile or your conversation serves well on the usher's ministry. The uncanny ability to manipulate numbers has given you a successful portfolio, and your mathematical genius and intuitiveness could help catapult the church to achieve greater financial stability. That voice in which you sing with, with no musical lessons or professional training came from God. God has given us all special gifts for the edification of the body of Christ. We all have, we all have unique, these unique capabilities and we all should be able to share our qualities with God's people. The church, Paul suggests that the church is the body of Christ. That we all are the hands and the feet uh, of the church, but none of us can be one body part. That's why the church is many body parts. Because if we all were the eye, it'll be only seeing. There would be no hearing. But but there but but it does not matter what body part you may be. We all are important to the success of the ministry of the church. Can I tell you something? I need you to survive. I need you to survive. I need all of you, not just the body parts that are seen, but those that are not seen and often underappreciated. I need the senior saints and the young folks. I need those who seem to have it all together and those who are trying to put it together piece by piece. I need the PhD as well as the GED and the, the no diploma at all. I need the happily married. I need the why did I get married. I need the divorce, the single, the baby mama, the baby daddy. I need all of us who are willing to do the work of God in order to build the ministry God has given us here in Madison, Wisconsin. I need everybody. God gave them the ability to build, but he did not force them to do the work. Let me say that one more time. God gave them the ability, but he didn't force them to do the work. The Bible says their hearts were stirred up, and they willingly used the abilities God gave them to build the sanctuary. I believe that the church is filled with willing people. Some willing to do the work, and others willing to to let them do the work. Go ahead, go ahead. You got it, you got it, go ahead. <laughs> God has given us all various gifts. Some of us have selected to sit on our gifts. We've decided to bury our gifts in the dirt. I'm reading this book that I'm going to take the leaders through when your church feels stuck. And in this book, it suggests that a young, a young preacher asks the successful pastor, how did you get so successful? He said, well, this is how we measure success. He says in, this, in this, that narrative, that parable, we talked about this owner of the land. He gives five uh, uh, pieces of things to one. He gives two to another and one to another. The one with five reproduces five more. The one with two reproduces two more. The one with one buries what he gave and does nothing with what he receives from God. The, the preacher suggests that success is doing the best you can with what you have. 
Because the one with two couldn't get to five, but he was able to get to two. I wish I had a witness. The one with five couldn't get to ten, but he was able to get to five. And because they were able to do what they can could with what they had, the Bible says you've been faithful over a few things. Come up a little bit higher, and I'll make you ruler over many. You may not have a much, but whatever you have, do the best you can with what God has given you. We're going to get to this place called more than enough. We must all be willing to do the work. Not, must, not only what must we all be willing to do the work, but we all must be willing to give. We all must be willing to give. The text does not state how much everyone gave, but it says people just kept on giving, free will offerings, mourning, after morning. Amen. Amen. For, 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 the, for this capital camp, we, we haven't told people what we want them to give. We just said give, right? And, and, and this is the same case that's going on. It says the people, because so many people were giving, watch this, the workers stopped working to go tell Moses, Moses, tell the people, we have, I love this so much, more than enough. He says, hey, 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 Mo, hey we, 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 matter of fact, we need to stop doing this work. We need to take a break and let Moses know that we can't build anymore because we got so much stuff around us. I wish I had a witness. We, we have so many blessings every morning. The people just keep coming and they keep giving and we can't do our work because of the overflow of the blessings. Tell the people we have more than enough. My brothers and sisters, I pray that we can get to a place like this. The Bible does not say that one person gave so much that they had more than enough. It does not say one group of people gave more so much that they had more than enough. But all of the people gave, watch this, a free will offering morning after morning. And they had more than enough when they all gave something. What if uh, your offering? is not the size of someone else offering just give how God has prospered you and if you give at your level that God has prospered you then we'll always have more than enough We always have more than enough. We will have more than enough to help the homeless. We'll have more than enough to help the uneducated. We'll have more than enough to help those who struggle with mental health issues. We'll have more than enough to help our children who are failing in schools. We'll have more than enough to help our community to understand the importance of their health and the importance of what their bodies are doing. We'll have more than enough if we only give. People, they kept giving. And I wondered, why would these people give up their hard-earned possessions to help build something for God? And honestly, I struggled with this. I really went back wondering, what was the leader doing to inspire these people to give at this level? I struggle because I wonder what 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 am I what are we missing that the people don't have this this same level of giving as in the text. 
And, and I began to research and I discovered that most people would give if only asked. And some give, these some R's, I want you to write them down. Some give because of recognition. They want to be recognized for their giving. They want their name on a book. They want their name on a wall. They want their name on a pew. They want it to be listed somewhere. I gave, my family gave. Y'all not feeling me? Some give for recognition, and then some give for an, an expected return. If they give 10, they want 12 back. Y'all not feeling me here? Or they want some type of service in return. Some give for recognition. Some give for return. And others give because they relate to the reason for giving. A case, a cause that means there to them something they have experienced. Some give because of what they see is being done with their gift. And I believe the people in the text, they gave because of the same reason I give. They gave because they had been redeemed. <laughs> yes, Lord. Y'all going to make me preach over here. Amen. I'm trying to talk, but y'all going to make me preach. Here, here it is in Exodus 32. Moses is on the mountain talking to God. The people are upset because Moses is taking too long. Therefore, they say, Aaron, you need to build us a God down here. And he takes a golden calf and they begin to worship this golden calf. God is upset about this and he decides I'm going to destroy all of these people. People, but Moses, he pleads for grace. He tells the people that God, he tells the people that I will go to God and make an atonement for your sin. Moses becomes the mediator between the people and God. And because of Moses, God grants the people grace. I wish I had a witness. And because of grace in chapter 32, I believe the people gave willingly in chapter 36. I wish I had a witness uh, because of grace in uh, 32 when God spared them they gave willingly because of grace in uh, chapter 36 uh, because God asked for it because of grace they were still alive and since they were still alive they gave unto God and is there anybody in the building that could testify because he gave me grace uh, I'll give back to him anybody know about the amazing grace of God. Anybody experience God's amazing grace? How sweet the sound. I once was lost, but now I'm found. I was blind, but now I can see. It was grace that brought me, kept me, walked with me, lifted me, leaded me, guided me. Thank God for grace. Yeah. I once was a story of a little boy who who built himself a small sailboat, raised his own money for this sailboat, built the sailboat with his own hands, put his name on the sailboat, put it on the water to see if the boat will sail, and the boat caught a, a wind, and it drifted away. One day, the little boy was walking through town, and as he walked through town, he goes to this second-hand store, and he notices that that's his boat 
in the window. He goes into the owner of the store and says, hey man, that's my boat. I made that boat with my own hands. And, and when I made that boat, I put my name on the boat. That's my name right there. And I put the boat on the water and I was just trying to see if it would stay afloat on the water but it caught a wind and my boat drifted away. Can you please give me my boat? The owner of the store said, no sir, I can't give you that boat. You got to pay for that boat. The little boy was poor. He didn't have no money. He went home. He used to do what I did when a little kid. We didn't have no money. I went through the trash. Got those aluminum cans. Is I got any help in the house? Got the aluminum cans and get, went got five cents for every every can that he had and, and he took went back to the store and he bought his boat back and as he was walking out of the store he looked at that boat and he said boat uh, you are mine but you're mine two times uh, you're mine when I made you but you're also mine because I bought you is there anybody in the house uh, that can thank God that you have that same testimony he made us and in the Garden of Eden, uh, we sinned and we drifted away from God. But on the hill called Calvary, he bought us again. He redeemed us. He brought us back in. He reconciled us. And today, we give God praise because of his grace. I give. Because he has proven to me that he will give you what money came by. Wish I had a witness here. Money can't give you a good night's rest. No matter how many pills you pay for them, I wish I had a witness here. Money, my, 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 my money can't give you joy in the midst of sorrow. I, I don't care how much, how much you have. Uh, my, my money can't give you that peace of mind and that freedom that you're looking for. But if you stay with God, if you hold on to God's unchanging hand, God, he declares, I'll give you a peace uh, that surpasses all understanding. Thank God for his grace. All the people were working. All the people were giving, which allows them to make it to a place called more than enough. Help us today, God. Let, let me do some math here. All the people working, plus all the people given equals more than enough. <laughs> Let me say that one more time. Y'all may not, that, that's some tricky math right there. All the people working, all the people giving equals more than enough. does not say all the people doing great work. <laughs> I wish I had a witness. It does not say all the people giving large amounts. But if all the people work, plus all the people giving, equals, help us today, God, more than enough. Y'all didn't catch it. I'm, about, I'm done. I wanted to holler, but I'm not going to even holler. I'm going to just give you this math equation one more time. All the people working. All the people 
giving equals more than enough. What's a beautiful picture of how God's people respond to God's call? But it is especially inspiring picture of what the church could be if all the people were faithful in their stewardship. You, you can give when you understand the cost and the value of your ability to be able to give. Let me say this. Let me say some people, I, don't, I can't speak for other people. Some people say, I'd rather give to a nonprofit than give to a church. And this Christian people. But my ability to give to the nonprofit is because I gave to God. I don't know. Amen. This just the way I think. I, I can give to God, and because God blesses me by what I give to Him, it gives me enough to give to other nonprofits. That's just my mentality. I don't know. Because I'm, I'm not stingy with what God has given me. Sometimes I give too much that my I ain't going to say nothing. I ain't going to say it. It was there. I ain't said it, though. What a wonderful testimony it would be if we could come to church and say, hey, we don't need any more volunteers. We have too many workers and not enough work. What a day. What a day that would be where I can come and stand from this pulpit and say, hey, stop signing up to serve for ushers. They have too many. Stop signing up to serve at our food pantry. Stop signing up to serve for being volunteers in the academic learning center. Stop, stop volunteering to come and work with our youth. Stop volunteering to serve with our health ministry. We have too many people. Not enough work. <laughs> Amen. I'm finished. Thank you for joining us. We're so happy that you're here. Please continue to connect with Mount Zion Baptist Church on our Facebook page, YouTube channel, and our website, mtzlife.com. We continually put out new content, so be on the lookout and turn those notifications on. Looking forward to seeing you back here soon. Have a blessed day.